What's up, State Champs Nation? It's Hoops Hysteria once again in the state of Michigan. So much going on on and off the court. This is the venue where we break it all down. Welcome to State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast. Three of the best in the business breaking it down weekly. Three men who live and breathe basketball, especially this time of year. My name is Lauren Plant. Let me introduce my esteemed panel for a quick hello. First, he is the grinding guru, the general inside <laughs> the gymnasium, the one and only to Julius Kelly. How are you living, my friend? Hey, uh, to TJ's doing fine. To Julius as well. But yeah. And I'm uh, the do not disturb uh, calls of, you know, it, well, let's say this. I've had to use that silencer, uh, phone. That silencer on my phone. You know, it's uh, popping, man. My hours are nine to five. Yes, we will get into that. Absolutely. The newswire is popping in the MHSA yes. oh, right I know, now. I know. Now, he is the evangelist of energy, the pontificator <laughs> of passion, state champ scout team's own Scott Bernstein. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, the um, first of all, I was thinking maybe we should rename this podcast instead of, uh, you know, hang time. Maybe it should be four men in a, ba- in a basketball. You remember three men and a baby? Yeah. We could do like four men in a basketball or, you know, just kind of. Well, I mean, hang time, I think, has so many meanings. No, I was just, when you, you, know, when, you hanging, when you, when you, when you, no, just when you initially said the, you know, the, th- the three of us, the, yes. the, and I started to mean, yes. like three men and a baby, but okay. it's kind of like three men in a basketball. Yeah, you're dating yourself. Yeah, friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. No one remembers that movie. Except read, read Ted Tom Selleck and Ted Danson. Read, read in Sports Illustrated for the, for, to the baby or yeah. what did I think uh, I was Mike Tyson knocking somebody out and the baby goes to sleep. It's all about how you But I'm surprised it hasn't been rebooted already. I will, I will just say one thing. Before we move on, yeah, <laughs> I am. I will say that the 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 silver lining of this crazy year and this crazy COVID shortened pandemic is the fact that most every year this is the time that we're coming to an end, and this year we're really just, just revving up yeah. for the tournament. We're going to be playing into yep. April. Yep. The sun's shining. Yeah, I know. The you know you come outside you don't have the the gray skies, bitter so, cold so so much positivity on the horizon not just uh, in the sports world or, or in the prep world but I think we're finally on the other side of this pandemic and and it's just it's it's energizing you call me yeah. the evangelist of energy of energy yes this is this time of year and where we are right now is energizing and I'm just so excited for the yeah. next month. although we are still dealing with COVID no no and it is it is obviously kind of, and, yes. and I don't want anyone to, no, to no, think no, that I'm, I'm saying mean, to to lower your guard or, or no not no no, no. I mean teams falling out no, as yes. of even today I know and things I know, like that. I know. But, but we'll get into it no I agree with you and I'm I'm an optimist like like you uh, and ladies and gentlemen, he is the Lady Cager's consummate curator, <laughs> the kingpin of coverage, the masterful managing editor at statechampsnetwork.com, Matt Mowry. How are things in Livingston County? They are COVID-filled, but that's what? a different story. <laughs> there you go. A man of few words, but yet he yeah. will pontificate for us shortly. He's the maestro. And, and of course, we thank our prince of producers, his Macomb County's Majesty, the phenomenal Chuck Pellerito. So, want to make sure we Clintondale's favorite son. There you go. All right, hey guys. Each one of these fine gentlemen have assembled three hot, delicious topic dishes that they brought to today's roundtable potluck. Included will be the recent news regarding Lamonte Stone out at River Rouge. We will get into that. The Lady Crusaders of Rochester Hills Lutheran Northwest cruising, and some talk on a super senior swingman from. 18th ranked Croswell Lexington. So much more. We have a lot to talk about. I must must first tell you that State Champs Michigan Hang Time is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Recruit yourself to one of two dozen varsity level sports at LTU, including men's and women's basketball. Simply log on to LTUathletics.com and click the Recruit Yourself link. Hang Time also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. The MHSA needs officials. Go to MHSA.com. Great part-time pay. Stay connected to the game support Support the kids and the community. It's the best way to give back and get paid. Help wanted. Just whistle. Go to mhsaa.com slash officials. The Detroit Medical Center's physical therapy and sports medicine pros. Check out our Game Changer segments with helpful injury prevention and recovery tips. The current video is up on the proper way to plank. In fact, Bernstein was just demonstrating that for us. The man has abs of steel. Find it on our State Champs TV YouTube page. Not 
Bernstein's <laughs> examples, just the real way on how to do it. Uh, or you can check it out on our website, statechancenetwork.com, or on the State Chance Michigan social media channels. And for immediate access to care, go to dmc.org slash gamechangers. And finally, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards are confirmed for Monday, June 7th at the DAC in downtown Detroit. This year's nominees to be announced in mid-April. We actually will be selecting them this coming Monday, but it won't be made public until later. For more information, head over to DACAthleteoftheyear.com. Okay, we're going to begin this week with TJ's takes. First off, and I do not know if this is confirmed because it just came a couple hours ago, but breaking news, Saginaw Arthur Hills season is done. Yeah. The coronavirus has yes. ended their season. Yeah, Rona, Rona bitten. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, they're a top three team in the Saginaw in the Saginaw Valley. You've got Flint Carmen Ainsworth and Grand Blank ahead of them. Uh, you know, Arthur they Hill were going to play Grand Blank this were, week. They and we were, were ready to cover to, that. Yes, and uh, def- definitely a change of plans. No, no uh, Tony's bacon on the way up there. Yeah, uh, but Tony's bacon. <laughs> you know, and Will at Willow Run, right? Yeah, uh, not Willow uh, Run at uh, Birch Run. Birch Run. Yeah. Yes, yes, Birch yes. Run. We were right talking Willow Run last exit. week. Yeah, we were. Yes, just west off the yeah, yeah. I seventy five exit there. Uh, fantastic. It's been, it's been featured on. It's uh, fantastic. On, I love on the, the Food Channel. Yes, really. Yes. Like diners, we digress. Yeah, yeah. Dives yes. and drives. Yeah, like as the best as the best sandwich place. Nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's uh, Tony Davis. You know, he's having a phenomenal career, or excuse me, uh, doing a phenomenal job coaching um, Arthur Hill, kind of revamping them and bringing them back. Uh, uh, you know, to status where, you know, they can beat and have beaten Saginaw and, you know, are competing for, you know, what might look to be a state championship team or at least be able to make a run, Yeah. Uh, you know, depending on how far they're going to go. Um, but, yeah, it's very unfortunate. Um, I mean, there are games that are being canceled all over the place right now. Yeah. Uh, Cass, Tech, Tech, Cass Tech not being able to play um, in the uh, PSL championships um, and 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 it's and it's one of those things. I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, so you can't necessarily fault um, anybody for you know their, the decisions that have been made. Um, so I I'm, unfortunately it is what it is, and uh, you know we'll look forward to next year to to see the. The Arthur Hillites, the Lumberjacks. There you go. All right. Well, as as we're talking about, COVID has made both the Catholic League and the PSL playoffs quite bizarre uh, as any normal year. As far as the PSL goes, I know you wanted to start there. Uh, give us a lowdown on the PSL playoffs as they currently stand. Yeah, as they currently stand, uh, we're going to see – well, I saw last night – or excuse me, on Tuesday night uh, – Pershing wound up going to Renaissance, winning at Renaissance, a uh, tight game. Two of the best juniors um, in the state, uh, definitely in the city, um, in Juwan Maxey and uh, Squally Hill, Theron Squally Hill, uh, who coaches son, Twig's son. I love Squally Hill. He's one of these kids that's Man. only a junior, but I feel like he's been here for like five years. we got another year yeah. of him. He is slippery um, and dangerous and— And athletic. Let's yeah. say this. I mean, you're talking about explosive. I mean, he's averaging— Got to be in the upper 20s right now. I think he had 30 on Tuesday. Um, but, you know, he's, you know, their tip dunks. I mean, he's making mid-range jumpers, you know, showing great balance, uh, you know, as far as, you know, as well as his athleticism, you know, going, getting through the lane. I mean, he cocked back a dunk um, last night and at five foot eleven. you know, that's something that... He's I, the most I'm, underrated player in the PSL. I, I don't have a question about that. Because Pershing's not the Pershing of old in the yep. sense they're not... Uh, class A, they're not nationally ranked. People aren't paying attention to the Doughboys like they were back in the day. But you want to talk about flying under the radar and just a stud. Well, I don't think they'll be flying under the radar. Saying that the vast majority of the team, they're juniors. They've got a, a really strong freshman, the 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 last Barden. Um, from you know, they've got millions of Bardens. And, yeah, I remember and young Barden is yeah. uh, only a freshman right now. He's six one, so he's as tall as his uh, older sisters right now. Hopefully, he gets you know to his brother's height, and uh, you know if he gets to six four, six five, um, which could very well happen. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where the growth plates are, but uh, you know, in time they'll be, they'll be, they'll be a force to reckon with. And if that happens um, this year, um, then so be it. But they will. Uh, uh, be placed, be facing Douglas, and that's going to be a, a, an interesting matchup because Douglas is, you know, obviously heavily rela- relied with Pierre Brooks. Um, what Pershing can do to go out there and stop him, I mean, that's going to be kind of an uphill battle. Douglas has won the game earlier in the year, um, and so it's kind of one of those things: pick your poisons on who's going to guard who, or you know, wh- how that matchup is going to go. Um, and more than likely, 
King will be the winner versus Henry Ford. I'm not counting Ford out. I'm just saying that Detroit King is playing very well. You especially never count out have, Kenny Flowers, man. Yes, my mistake. Former state champion. Former state champion. And at the same time, you know, with King, uh, George Ward is the model of consistency. Yep. You know, you know what you're going to get every single game. You're going to get tough let's defense. Give a, let's give a shout out real quick to uh, Jaleel. Yeah, his right. son is I mean, having a breakout year. And I didn't even know who he. Frankly, I didn't really even know who he was before this season. And he's one of the best shooters that we have in Metro Detroit. Right yeah, he's been he, hanging around a long time. He, he, now he's he getting looks an opportunity like, to produce. Yes, yes, and and that's one of the things. Same thing with Squally Hill. Same yeah. thing with Pierre. You know, with G Ward and you know, with Little Jaleel. Like I mean, these are guys that I've seen on the bench since they were. You know, I mean, I, like I like I'll joke about you know them being in diapers and stuff like that. You know, I always remember Little Jaleel when he's. Uh, you know, and he's now a senior, but when he was, you know, like seven years old on the bench and stuff like that, and somebody, you know, wasn't setting a proper screen or there was a five-second call or somebody didn't know the play or something like that, and here's little Jaleel, you know, sitting on the end of the bench, and he's shaking his head like, come on, man, you don't know that? You yeah, know, yeah. And so so it's so it's great to see, you know, the the, the culmination and seeing him produce and, and how he is, yeah. but a wonderful, uh, you know, compliment to – you know, all the other guys that they have on that team. Ch- you talk Chancy about Willis. Uh, Chancey Willis. You talk about seniors, Shanine Carter, as well as Omar Ziegler, who recently rejoined um, after injuries. Um, and we'll see how we'll see how they, they go the rest of the way. And, uh, yeah, they're they're going to be they're they're going to they're going to be more than likely um, PSL champions, PSL champions, if you ask me, um, as we show up here next week. Um, if I can forecast that, and then the wonderful district that they'll be in, um, if I can segue that, onto that's the, where we're going. Onto right. the next it, topic. Absolutely, this is uh, the one that will be at Gross Point South. Yeah, shaping up to be quite a doozy. Unless yep. District Twenty Eight, District Twenty Eight, District Twenty Eight. Uh, you've got Hamtramck top five team. You've got Gross Point South. Uh, who have um, young Anthony Bernard, who's only a sophomore. Uh, they've got Will Johnson, who's headed to Michigan for football. And they are one of those teams where I wouldn't necessarily want to face them. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're going to face Clarkston or, excuse me, Cast Tech um, or how would it necessarily what the matchups are just because they just came out. But uh, I'm looking forward to more than likely seeing Hamtramck and King battle it out. Um, in the um, in the district final, and whoever wins that final, then then you get the wonderful region, which is going to include De La Salle, and uh, you know there's some other teams that might be it might be Roseville, you know, so whatever Macomb County team comes out of out of that, but uh, that region is hosted at De La Salle, so uh, we'll see how that winds up going and seeing if uh, the Esler lore. Uh, is slapping the referees upside the head or not. Right. No comment. Right, right, right. <laughs> and as I mentioned, the Catholic League playoffs have been, you know, uh, very strange. Uh, you put with them in a blender the, and yeah, I mean, upside down in a washing machine, and you come out and there's the best team in the in the state, let alone the best team in the Catholic League, isn't going to play in the Catholic League playoffs. Yeah, opting the def- out. The defending champ. Yeah, and UD Jesuit out, but they're ready to play now, mm-hmm. you know, just not going to be in in this thing. However, I filmed a heck of a ball game Tuesday night but in the semifinal yeah. between Brother Rice and De La Salle, and the young upstart Warriors pulled out a very hotly contested uh, victory. First trip to the Catholic League finals since 1999, and Rick Palmer was overjoyed. Uh, I would, I took you know the the end of the game there. If you saw the tweet that I put out when I said the he's just jumping all over yeah, the place. Yeah, he's I mean, pumping his fist. He, he's super super excited for this group, and they're a young group. He's like a more emotional Kirk Keener. Like he learned from Kirk Keener, but you yeah. never saw Kirk Keener really like go either direction. He never got really mad. He never got really excited. Yeah. But, he loves these kids. Yeah. Well, Rick, Rick has and, all, and they love him. Has all well, well, Rick can't grow a mustache. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, the biggest yeah, right. difference between yeah. him and Kurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Phenomenal that, that Brother Rice is, you know, they were in, they started off in, uh, you know, state champs top 25, uh, you know, a, you know, uh, a decisive loss they at home. They looked real good week one and then they looked horrible. I'm not, I mean, they yeah. would tell you this. Yes. They looked horrible in week two. They got run out of the gym two straight games against De La Salle and Jesuit, and it had everyone kind of scratching their heads being like, well, I guess this Rice program under Rick Palmer isn't going to take the next step uh, this season. And then they just proved everyone wrong, got back into the gym, 
um, not to steal yeah. CJ's thunder no, here, no, yeah. but after talking to, to Rick directly after that week, he's like, we rededicated ourselves to defense, we changed the rotation a little bit, um, and they've been off and running ever since. And I think that that's one of the things about maturity. I mean, if we all look back at ourselves when we're you know, 15, 16 years old, I mean, sometimes it's like, you gotta look back a month ago and be like, "What was I thinking?" This you know, team is really, you know, and so just the maturity that's coming along, right. but it also goes to the strength of what the P or what, excuse me, uh, what the Catholic League is going to forecast for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, because you a D Jesuit still young, Orchard Lake Saint Mary's returning a lot of starters uh, or a lot of a lot of players. De La Salle is, I mean, their De La Salle is going to be. Is going to be pretty scary, you know, next year, bright, uh, next two years, as bright, well as bright Catholic future, League. bright, bright futures. And with, for Rice right now, this entire rotation, this entire lineup are freshmen and sophomores. I know. Outside of um, uh, Will uh, Will Shannon, yep, who going yeah, to baseball, ba- who, right? uh, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's been battling injuries, but is really a kind of a heart and soul uh, galvanizing Catchers leader. Catchers always battle injuries. Right. That's why he wears number eight. But that I don't know that team, Gary is, Carter, baby. It, it's like. Again, I'm going to date myself with a, a 1980s reference, but the future. Larry Paris, 13. Sorry. The future. Yes. The future. The Johnny future Bench. is so bright in Warrior Basketball Nation that you, you got to put on some some sunglasses. I mean, yeah, it's no. like uh, Curtis Williams, Xavier Thomas, Henry Garrity, Johnny Blackwell, uh, and then the freshman Xavier Bowman, who's probably going to be a football recruit, but is he, he good. played great. And he played he, great on and then, Tuesday night. And then he really, really did. Uh, I've always said Will Shannon's the X factor for this team, and he is. But I would say the junior X factor is freshman Keithon Gilmore, who has really taken big strides since the big uh, since the beginning of the season and is starting to really contribute. All right, the one thing we got to get into, uh, and that is Lamonte Stone out at the head coach as the head coach at River Rouge, uh, and. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday. Tweets are coming out uh, in a frenzy. Um, well, you know, like, he didn't live up to expectation. What's I mean, what is going ex- on? What is expectation? First off, TJ, yeah. give us a timeline because okay. this thing was a Thank little you. bit. The the news started to break on Monday. There was an outlet that broke it. Uh, the D Zone said it was a done deal. Kind of go and that there. was not the case. Obviously, right. you know if if you can look at the Detroit News and it became more official on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. um, twenty four hours after. So I'm not sure if anybody was jumping the gun or whatever else. But you know you got to check your sources. And so I got quite a few uh, messages from other coaches around. You know who Coach Stone had talked to and said that it wasn't necessarily a done deal. I was at the Friday uh, game when Hamtramck did lose to River Rouge. Rouge lost their first uh, Metro um, conference title for the first time in eight years, I believe. And the thing is, Hamtramck is a good team. They've got three losses this year. One is to Grand Blank, and the other two are to Hamtramck. If that's what gets you fired, geez, I mean, like, like, what about his like, resume? I mean, what about forget about this season? The resume you're talking mean? about. He's alumni. He's he's a guy that has gone to the 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 state finals. I mean, he's he's a regular. Like, there's a there's a there's a place at the podium for Lamonte he's Stone a Hall and of Fame for coach. He took. He was invited by the governor to go up there with Legend Jeter and I believe uh, Devlin to go up to and and to discuss having. Uh, the season. A, a season this year. So right there, you're telling me that you got a leader in a, as a coach. You're respected enough that the governor is requesting you to come up here and, and pitch why you should be why you should be playing. So right there, you talk about from characteristic issues. I mean, like I don't oh, know. Well, can't, you can't. Uh, yeah, question, I mean, you can't like, question yeah, the high kidding. character. You, of that you, team, if you though. see Rouge step into a gym, everybody's got their red blazers. They look like it is a business meeting when they come into the gym. Yeah, it's I mean, like country day. Yeah. Yes, you know? but with the wins. Right, you know, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but yeah, but what I'm, but at the end yeah, of the day, what I'm what saying is, saying. Yes. The, I, and, class act. He's a class act, and the thing is, you talk about timing. He's a you know, living this is, legend this in is River Rouge. The, the the superintendent of River Rouge. You are not Bo Schembechler. I apologize if I'm not allowed in Rouge. I'm not. A, I'm not expecting for Rouge to be very good for the next however many years because of this decision. If you're going out there, and by the way, if you're re, if you're pulling players in from the from the metro area, not from Rouge. From the metro area, then all of a sudden, I mean, it's almost one of those things. I got to. Am I going to send my kid to go play at Rouge? You know, I mean, then you're going to fire somebody who's who's coached at Ohio State, who's coached at Bowling Green, who's won state champions. 
state championships. As a player. As, as a player. As a, coach. as a coach. And last year, I mean, who knows? They could be defending champs and right they, now if they had pl- finished out the season. Without a doubt. And so it's it's very frustrating to see that if I'm getting a little worked up because because I No, it is frustrating. Dude deserves and, it. And I'll make a bold I'll make a bold It's terrible statement. timing. You are not Bo Schembechler. This is not Bill Frieder and, and, and Steve Fisher when Bill Frieder decides, hey, I'm going to go take the job over at Arizona State. And they're just like, oh, we, well, we can't do that. You know, if you made that decision, then you go ahead and make that decision. But uh, I, just, I just feel that the timing uh, yeah, you're is You couldn't wait three weeks. You're going to do this. God awful. You're derailing the entire mental state of your squad the, the, in the days before the state tournament. You're, you're doing dirty, frankly. A, a member of the River Rouge family whose lineage and resume there can't be uh, questioned. Of the Michigan and, and family. The, and I mean, the, look at all the right. outports. Look at the, look at the, 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 the support family, that he's yeah. getting from the, from social media, and the just from the coaches. Sta- the bold statement I want to make is I know this team was highly touted. TJ said, you know, three losses, no shame in any of those losses. But I will say, alternate reality, let's say this team went 5-15. and 15. He still you shouldn't even be thinking about firing him. He could have the worst. He could be 0 and 20. He's Lamont Stone. Yes. Like, yes. I mean, yes. Yeah. Let's say this. We're, if we're living at, in an alternate yeah. universe. If the athletic director at Clarkston decided to fire Dane Fife I, or Dan, Dan Fife, Fife right. I guarantee the Clarkston at AD would be paying they they like they would they like no more free meals for you in Clarkston. Like there is no more free lawn care. There is nothing anything. You're paying for everything. They're going to say sorry. Uh, he's going to go use the bathroom, and they're going to say sorry. Only paying customers. And really, the, you know? the, the timing's the worst thing. I mean, if you really want yeah. to think, the, the worst part of this is the timing. Yeah. Because yes. it would have been a horrible. <laughs> decision if it was on after the tournament yeah and it's a, why, why would you do this to the kids why would you do this to, why would you do this to legend yes. jeter yeah i don't get it i don't get it i don't understand it seems to come out of nowhere um so we so todd bergen so, will be taking over yeah and so todd bergen who won back-to-back state titles at, at detroit pershing is an assistant went coach. to the ncaa yes. na- national championship one of the, one of the as greatest, a starter yes for the syracuse orangeman in, yes. in 96 big big john him and John Wallace. John Wallace led the way. One and, of the one of the better uh, and Todd Bergen, more exciting Syracuse teams that I've seen. Todd Bergen had a Carmelo's was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, yes. Todd yes, Bergen yes, yes. was Derek really Coleman as a player. Ronnie Cycli. Todd yeah. Bergen was really kind of a a look into the future because in the early '90s you didn't have a lot of six eight six five. You think he's six five? Yeah, he's six. Well, five, you didn't have a lot of Leonard Bush maybe, but other than he, those two, he was you didn't have a lot. He was a guard. He was a big guard. That could also play on the wing, who could also bang in the post. Yeah. And yep. back then, you know, most shooting guards were six two, six three, and even if he wasn't six eight, okay, he was six six. He was a much uh, bigger guard, and that was obviously the the trend that we were going in yep. to yeah. into the new millennium, where so ahead of his time, yeah. I guess, as a player. Yeah. Um, but Magic, yeah, Magic Johnson right. got us at that. Uh, uh, there oh, we yeah, go, right there. There we go. Three Michigan guys, Leonard Bo- and. I don't know. I'm going to go. A little I just remember. That. I just remember Detroit, watching Detroit, Todd. Bergen. Right, I, mean, I remember was, watching Todd Bergen and being like, "Wow, he's really um, light on his feet and has a really nice handle for a guy that looks like he should be a big." And and yeah. threw a wonderful half court alley oop to uh, Carlos <clears throat> Williams to start many a games, and then the other R. I. team. R.I.P. Carlos. R.I.P. Yes. Carlos Williams. And 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 the other teams would fold. Um, if I could go back to the uh, Domkey days at West Bloomfield, they always uh, they would always play. Yeah, Pershing would always let, run into West Bloomfield in the regionals. You, no, West Bloomfield would always run <laughs> into Pershing, and then they'd be like, "Hey, you know, it looks like, hey, yeah, Susie, we can go on a date on Friday." I'm but, not but playing. But Bergen was right. Bergen was a senior on the national. Or uh, did they win back to back national championships? Or ninety two, ninety three? I think they only lost. Yeah, they one won. Game. They won back to back. And and Bergen, it was Bergen, Carlos Williams, and Willie Mitchell. Definitely goes down as one of the greatest teams in, in MHSA history. Uh, Carlos Williams went to UAB and was, a, a, I believe he was the MVP of that league. Yeah, I mean, he was a, definitely Bergen a standout. Bergen was at Syracuse. Uh, one of my favorite players. He probably would have been in the league. Um, and Willie Mitchell went to Michigan and then transferred to UAB and played with Carlos Williams. Mm-hmm. So and then the, Carlos Williams, unfortunately, died of cancer, right. I believe. Okay. Oh. oh. Well, Carlos Williams is no longer with us. Okay. R.I.P. So the Bergen era has begun, I guess, unless this only lasts through the offseason. Who knows? The superintendent might be the head coach. Josh Baker is in the district. People should know that. The uh, Southfield Christian uh, who built the dynasty at Southfield Christian uh, helped Nate Oates build the program at Romulus, followed Nate Oates to Alabama, uh, is still on the Alabama staff, but is 
in the building at Rouge. That That's we can go into that, but we don't have. Well, to, you don't yeah. have to change. You don't have to <laughs> but, change outfits. But uh, right. I have a feeling that uh, if Josh Baker hadn't have come back to Detroit in January and hadn't or December and gotten a job at River Rouge, and you didn't have. I'm believing in the superintendent's mind a state championship winning coach in the building that you can maybe just switch switch out. I, I don't know if this would be happening. I and mean, I, this is pure speculation on my part. Yeah, I have no idea if Josh Baker's interested in this job or not. Yeah. But I just don't feel like it's a coincidence that he happens to be there for a couple months and the next thing you know, they're they're getting rid of a coach the week of the anyways, the guy who made the decision was persuaded in one way or another and finally, you know, the final you know, decision was on him. You know, if you would have told me, hey, I'm going to, hey, why don't we get rid of the Lamonte Stone? I'd have, you know what? You're fired. You know, exactly. For out even of your mind. suggesting yeah, that, how sir. How dare you? Yes. All right. We're going to get back the to audacity. TJ. We'll, we'll talk about some uh, games to look forward to this weekend, uh, some final thoughts. But now it is time for the part in the show titled Maori in the Middle. We take a break from Boys Talk to focus on the girls for a few minutes. Uh, let's get right into it. Matt Celine has a star in Emma Stemmer. Talk about her and the Hornets this season. Yeah, coming into last weekend, Celine was 12-0, and and they're up to number two in my rankings, averaging 62 points a game. They'd only been held below 50 once. They'd won their first 12 by an average of more than 30 points a game. And the closest two they had were a nine-point win over South Lyon East and a 17-point win over Temperance Bedford. They'd only given up more than 40 points in a game twice. It was the definition of cruising. It was one where I, when I was doing my rankings, I was trying to figure out if that was too high, and then I looked at what they'd been doing and that was right where they fit. Then Saturday, they lost to Bedford, 48-36, and they were staring a potentially disastrous 48-hour stretch with a road trip to a 10-1 Pioneer team on Monday. Had Celine lost, it would have gone from being a game up in the league standings to a game back with Pioneer in the standings in a 48-hour stretch. And that's when Ella Stemmer put the cape on. She had all but one of Celine's field goals in their, their meeting with Pioneer on Monday, scoring 38 of the 44 points for the Hornets, breaking her own school single-game record score, right. scoring record by two. This is a Pioneer team that we thought would be pretty good. Right. Uh, they had Maya Hicks, Lauren DeWolf, it, but they lost big to Celine by 24, I think, the first week of the season. So we weren't real sure, you know, given all the all the stuff going on this season, how good they were. And they've kind of cruised since then. They handed Bedford their first loss of the season, uh, end of February. Um, yeah, Stemmer just – she's – Is she committed to Over 15 – Yes, she's over 1,500 career points. She's the program's all-time leading scorer. She's uh, committed to Lehigh. Uh, okay. She's now got the top three scoring performances in Celine history at 34, which was the record she set last year, 36, she said earlier this year, at Dow 38. Yeah, she's one of those kids that and, – and she's she's one of those kids who is humble as can be, too. Said after the game, she didn't even realize that she'd scored that many points. She just noticed her shot was going in, so she kept taking it. Um, right. Yeah, but it's it's one of those that when they're going to put a lot of load on her as the as the tournament picks up and when they get into hard games, but she has more than proven she's capable of carrying that load. No doubt about it. And uh, I would I would somehow guess that she's going to get forty before this season's over and probably set yes. that one more time. Maybe uh, maybe in the playoffs and just make it super impactful. Uh, Rochester Hills Lutheran Northwest. They play in the Mayak. This is a yep. Crusaders squad that was cruising last year before the shutdown. The hot streak has continued all season long. Yes, it has. Uh, there was a 19-5 and Lutheran Northwest team last year. They were on a 10-game win streak at the end of the season when they were one game away from potentially claiming their first-ever regional title. Last year, they had finished second in the conference, losing to Allen Park Intercity Baptist twice. Uh, this year, they've beaten ICB twice, including a 53-46 double overtime win on Monday. And then yesterday, on uh, Tuesday, they beat 9-2 uh, and Plymouth Christian team, 49-36 to hand the Eagles their first MEAC loss. Uh, the two games against uh, Inter Inner City Baptist and the one versus Plymouth Christian are the only ones where Lutheran Northwest hasn't won by more than 22 points. Wow. Were they on the road? Um, the 11 game win streak. Were they on the road, ahead, Matt, for the For the ICB game, were they on the road? I was just saying because ICB is a very difficult place to play. 
Yeah, I played this. I think yeah, they is were it still hell. like the, yeah. the, the, the stage? Yeah, the yeah. Stage, it's, just, like, it's a weird gym. Yeah, they yeah. come down yeah. the stairs. They always. Cr- I mean, I guess they're not filling the place now because of COVID, but yeah. it's always been kind of a difficult place to play. Yeah, I, th- I think actually they played ICB at, on the road the first time. I think this one was at home, but I cannot prove that. Um, it's, it's this is this is a, a Lutheran Northwest team that I know Jimmy Melberg has been kind of waiting for this team in particular. A big five five player senior class led by Sabrina Gottschalk, who's averaging right about fifteen points a game, but she's had a double double in three of her last four. I think she's actually going to Michigan State for rowing. She was an honorable mention All Stater. There's also a sophomore on this team, Emily Grolke, and a couple years ago in the summer, I saw her playing on a, a Greg Grant Elite. Uh, team with a lot of, you know, sophomores, juniors, a couple freshmen that year. And so I asked the coach, I said, hey, who is she? I, f- I figured she was a sophomore or a junior. And she said, uh, that's that's Emily Grolke. She's a 2023. And I'm like, no, be serious. Is she a su- junior or senior? She said, no, she's a 2023, she's which meant grade. she was in seventh grade at the time. Yeah, yeah. Grade, yeah. So it was one of those where as soon as I figured that out and and we just kind of laughed about it and have laughed about it since. But I, you know, I, I bugged Jimmy Melberg and he was like, yeah, I got a couple of years until I get her. He's got her now. She was on the conference dream team last year as a freshman. She's about 5'10", 5'11". She's one of those kids who can do a little bit of everything at that size. Like, like TJ was talking about a kid who can, you know, both handle the ball, shoot the ball, go in the post. I mean, she's, she's going to be, before she's done, she's going to lead them to big things. It could be this year because you look at their district and they've got, They've or their their region, you've got a ten and two New Haven squad that's in there, and a Mount Clemens squad that's got Nevia Williams, one of the best small school guards that nobody talks about. You've got Shrine and Bishop Foley. The the Catholic League schools are always tough outs in the regional. The biggest threat in their regional, though, might be a school that's only in its second season. Yeah, never uh, heard Redford, of this Westfield school. Prep. Yeah, Redford it, I, I Westfield Prep. Yeah. Yes. It's in, okay. uh, I believe, an old church in Redford, uh, and it's kind of talk, tucked in on a little cul-de-sac off in Rhodes. And I went there last year. I think they had part of the Romball Classic there. Mm-hmm. Um, they went 17-3 to last year. But they didn't really play anybody, so you couldn't really gauge. You know, the, their, their best wins might have been Ferndale and Country Day, and last year those two teams had a combined six wins. So you kind of went, eh. This year, record in their six and four. Okay, but their losses are to Arbor Prep by 11, which is impressive, Cast Tech by 2, Renaissance by 3, and a Country Day team that has turned it around in this 10-2 by 4 points. Better yet, they took a 65-63 road win over a 12-win Clarkston team last year that had people messaging me going, did they get this score backwards? No. This is a young team. They only have two juniors on the squad. Yeah. They, they only have two. They have four fr- sophomores, four freshmen. They're still kind of figuring out what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. So the, it's one of those teams that plays in a lot of fits and starts and spurts. Very athletic, though. And it's one of those that it, this school was founded two years ago. Right. You know, Doc Cornell, who's one of the coaches at the Hype AAU program, is the head coach. And maybe not this year, but maybe next year or the year after that, this could be a team that we start talking about routinely when we're talking about rankings. Well, and we see that uh, charter schools uh, make their name in uh, girls basketball, and uh, we we see these teams pop up. Our Arbor Prep is is just one. Is Jimmy's. Let me ask one question: Is Jimmy's dad on the bench with him? I don't know that. I because I, Jimmy Melbourne comes was, from, yeah. comes from a pretty uh, impressive. Uh, lineage when it comes to coaching basketball. Ed Melberg, who was his dad, uh, was kind of the Coach K of of small school hoops around here in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s at Oakland Christian. Uh, one of the winningest coaches in state history. Uh, I believe he's yep. got close to like a thousand wins between boys and girls. Wow. Uh, so Jimmy Back Le- when you could do both. Right. And Jimmy learned yes. from the best. Yeah. And Jimmy himself, I remember as a player, was quite the shooter. A uh, great three-point shooter and a great golfer. So hats off to Jimmy Melberg and what he's doing at uh, Luther Northwest. Well, Matt, we talked about the fact that the breaking news that Arthur Hill is out. Well, there's a, you know, yes. COVID does not merely affect the boys. And in the Saginaw area, no. we have another casualty. Yeah, it's it's too bad. Saginaw Heritage won Class A title in 2018, a Division One title in 2019 when we changed the system. Their postseason run of championships came to an end last year when Carmen Ainsworth knocked them off in the district final at Swartz Creek on March 6th. 
of last year, you know, about what, six days before the everything ended. This year, they won't even get that far. A positive test for a player on Monday has resulted in a 10-day quarantine that will cause them to forfeit their district opener against Flint next Monday. Um, so I, they're going to shift the whole district from Heritage, who was planning on hosting it, to uh, Flint Metro Stripes Champ, uh, Flushing is going to host the Diz. They'll be the favorite. That's a Flushing team that's 11 and 2. They probably would have been the favorite anyway. Uh, Carmen Ainsworth is kind of a reloading team. They're right about 500. Uh, Flint and Swartz Creek, the other two in that in that district, uh, were were winless, I believe, coming into today. Heritage, despite the fact that they were 4 and 7 and had lost five of their last six under former Saginaw star. Eugene Seals, they might have put up a fight because they were getting um, all-star guard uh, Lauren Gunn back from injury. She'd missed the most of the season. When, I believe it was a shoulder injury. So they, they thought maybe they had a fighting chance, but obviously COVID knocked them out. As we said on, on the on the uh, the the boys' side, there are a lot of teams now that are getting a little gun shy coming into the last week of the season, knowing that if they play and they have the contact tracing issues, that it's going to knock them out. Interesting solution that I saw just come up today. Hopkins over on the west side of the state, their girls' basketball team um, is in that same dilemma where they're contact tracing through March 22nd, or they're, they're quarantined through March 22nd, the first night of district, so they won't be able to compete. Uh, in their game that was scheduled that night against 10 and 5 Grand Rapids West Michigan Aviation Academy. Yes, that's a real school as well. Um, the, uh, so their solution, call up the junior varsity. The junior varsity is not is not quarantined. So they're like, okay, well, we're going to try. We're going to see if the junior varsity can can get us through that game, get us to Wednesday when the the varsity can come back and 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 play. And I believe they would play Wayland if they make it through. Uh, so you know, it's one of those things where, especially because Hopkins is six and nine, and I don't know that they would have been a favorite in that district anyway. Might as well try. I figured that was an interesting solution to uh, to the to the dilemma. It's worth a shot, right? Absolutely. And if you're the team that loses to the JV team, you're never living that down. Yeah. So yeah, you better give it jacket. all you got in that one. Yes. Uh, that will be a hotly contested matchup if it's close down the wire. All right. We've got three girls matchups featured on the State Champs Network this week. The KLAA title tilt is Thursday. It's probably when you're hearing this uh, particular podcast. That will be featuring number two in the state, Heartland, at number nine in the state, Wayne. So that should be an excellent game. We'll have the highlights. Uh, we were going to have Friday's uh, heavily anticipated matchup between number 13 Kent City and number 8 East Grand Rapids. That has been canceled. So that's a bummer. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we uh, decided we were going to send uh, a shooter out to Wednesday night's 12-3 and Allendale at 8-4 and Covenant Christian game. So two teams that are unranked, but two teams that are having pretty good seasons out there on the west side. And we will also have coverage of uh, whoever is playing in the PSL championship game on Saturday. So we'll have highlights of that as well. Thank you, Matt. Please check the definitive girls basketball top 25 rankings in the state at statechampsnetwork.com. They are updated every Monday. Now, before we get to Scott Bernstein, I mentioned you can recruit yourself at Lawrence Technological University. Here's more on that. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, welcome back. Scott Bernstein now gets to opine on the topics that mean the most to him this week in scout team news. We have some NAIA signings. Yeah, so uh, uh, two players from Oakland County, which is, you know, my coverage district, uh, sewed up their college plans in the days before the state tournament. Um, we got Trey Solomon, uh, combo guard at Waterford Mott, who has uh, committed to Concordia. Or sorry, committed to Siena Heights. And then we have uh, DeAnthony Hamilton from Troy, who has committed to Concordia. And uh, they're both, uh, you know, I consider, you know, kind of value grabs, uh, guys that I think their games are, are situated for uh, possibly having better college careers than high school careers. 
Um, with DeAnthony Hamilton, it's been more of an injury issue uh, and then an eligibility issue. He played as a varsity on the freshman at Detroit English Village and then moved with Juan Rickman over to Ferndale, was ruled ineligible his sophomore year, moved over to Troy last year, didn't get uh, into the Troy lineup until late in the season because he had been injured the whole year. This season's his first year healthy. Uh, he's 6'5", uh, long, you know, grinds baseline to baseline, can finish at the rim. I think he's someone that could have a real good college career at Concordia. Uh, and then Trey Solomon, you know, has been a part of, of, of up until this year, two straight uh, LVC championship squads. Um, you know, it, he, he's a slick ball handler. He's got a nice move to the rack. He can shoot it. Uh, another kid that I think uh, his best days on the court could be ahead of him. Nice. All right. Well, we know that Croswell Lexington is undefeated this year at 14 and 0 as of Wednesday, number 18 in the state in TJ's rankings. Uh, talk about the senior forward Hunter Soper. Hunter Soper has firmly established himself as the best player, the most prime time playmaker in the thumb. Uh, you can call him the weatherman. He he brings the thunder in the thumb. He brings the lightning. Uh, this kid is an explosive, exciting player that most people probably don't know about. He's about six five six six. He's Greg on, Campy knows about him because yeah. he tweeted a picture with him at a game. Six five six six on the wing. He can shoot it, but man, this kid can fly too. He doesn't look like he's a um, a jumping jack, but he can go baseline and one hand it. Uh, he's got a real high. Hardwood IQ, he's got a high motor, um, just a kid that, that you know, it's cliche, but checks all the boxes and, and, and is a leader, uh, is someone that has been at the forefront of this cross-lex team that is, I don't even know if you could say they're surprising people because this has been... They were undefeated or one loss last year. Yeah, so I was saying so. this is like, you might not think of Cross-Lex as a, mm -hmm. a basketball school, or a ba but this has been two seasons now of them playing very, very high cal caliber basketball, and uh, Hunter Soper has just been 24 karat 24 magic, man. Nice. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing them. I talked to Coach Campbell, I mean, I guess over the last 12 months, you know, and even maybe 13 or 14 months ago, because usually right after the round ball, we start gathering teams for the for the next year. Right. And, uh, yeah, we were excited to have Croswell-Lexington come down, and then all of a sudden mid-March hit around in, you know, of 2019, 2020, excuse me, and Who's, things got shut down. Is that me? And T it's got to be me. I, so I apologize for that, and unless that's coming from, from there. I mean, no six. Sorry, TJ we're getting notifications here. I'm trying okay. to figure out where it's coming from. Just the last note on uh, Hunter Soper uh, via TJ, who's obviously the uh, basketball guru, the grinding guru. Uh, TJ uh, has informed me that Air Force is uh, coming in pretty hard on, on Soper and uh, is is really kind of circling and, and might put an offer out there. And I think even division, you know, GLIAC schools, you know, I made it. Oh, this kid's tailor-made to be a they're, star they're, of the GLIAC. They're seeing where... People are people are seeing where, uh, let's say this, where everything is kind of finding its you know right. finding its balance. Water finds its level, um, but it, you know you've got so many transfers out there right now. Where I mean, well, that's a whole Rashad other, Williams is leaving Oakland. Now, the whole other issue about how the pandemic uh, and the and the transfer issues in college, how the ripple effects mm -hmm. to filling recruiting classes from the high school kids, and it's like you might not think this is affecting a sixteen year old kid. What a 22-year-old kid is doing at the college level, but it actually does Yeah, it's a ripple effect. Yeah. No no question about it. Now, uh, Wald Lake Northern having success on the bench. With a new no-go. I thought you were going to leave that in there. No, I wanted yeah, to let you okay. say that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Ryan Negotian, the the son of Papa Nogo, Tom Negotian, who's one of the, the godfathers of uh, Metro Detroit hoops, um, won over 300 games at North Farmington and, and built the program there from, uh, I mean, he was an assistant in the 70s, took over the program in the 80s and, and built it into one of the premier suburban basketball programs that his son then took over. His son's been there for about 10 years. Yeah. Tom is like, Todd Negotian that took over the program. He's coached it the last 10 years, took him to the, to the state championship game back in 16. Uh, but Tom is still uh, on the bench. He's just kind of like the number one assistant now. Yeah. So the no-goes are just kind of, they're institutions <laughs> yeah. in, in the basketball coaching um, profession, as well as players. Tom played in, uh, at Pontiac Central for the great Ralph Grubb, and Todd was an all-stater at Wild Lake Central for, for Steve Emmert, went on to win a national championship, NAIA national championship at Cornerstone. Ryan 
probably wasn't as good of a basketball player as his dad or his brother. He, but much smarter. Right. He played, uh, he was a rotational player at the, in those Wild Lake Central teams with Steve Emmert. Um, mm-hmm. But great guy, great basketball mind, has been an assistant for 20-plus years, never dipped his toes into the head coaching uh, waters. I don't think he ever applied for a job. Um, Johnny Jokai, at the last second, decides to, to take the offer that he couldn't refuse and go to the Catholic League and take over uh, uh, Warren De La Salle. He has been at uh, Wall Lake Northern the previous three years, did a great job with them. Ryan had been his assistant, running the JV program. There were some questions after Johnny left, you know, would Ryan even want the job? Uh, like I said, he never even applied for a head coaching job before. Applies, gets the job, and just have not missed a beat. He shows that he, he has the, the same penchant for, for getting uh, greatness out of his players as his brother and his dad has done, have done over the years. I believe they're eight and two. Um, I believe they're going to share the league title with South Lion East, but they beat South Lion East twice. They might win it. I, I got to check with where they are in the, in the league standings, but they have a, a, a good chance for a run. Uh, two years ago, they were they were league champions and lost in a crazy game uh, to Milford in the in the district final that went to overtime and won a Milford. Play. Was that twelve to ten? <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like fifty five, fifty four, and triple overtime. Okay, with, with yeah. Milford, yeah, at least well, triple overtime. Well, Milford in, in hit, history. You know? Milford hit like a thirty footer to oh. send it into overtime. It looked like Wallace, Wallace Northern was going to win the district. Okay. Anyway, they have a lot of those players back. Kevin, I like Ro- Coach Gilbert, by Kevin, way. Kevin, yeah, Dave Gilbert, great guy. Uh, he is for real. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm the yeah. one that's saying. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. no I'm just saying, man. Uh, I, it wasn't me. Hey, I, Coach I, I, G, you all right with me? You're right. You're good. But Kevin Robertson, best player in the LVC, he's going to Spring Arbor, 6-6, plays on the wing, can, can go inside, outside, ice in his veins. I remember as a sophomore in the state tournament, hit a buzzer beater in the district semifinals. Uh, you got one of the most underrated players in Oakland County in Jesse Lawson, uh, who's a big guard, all-league guard, about 6-4, can go to the rack, can shoot it. He actually is a transfer from Clarkston from a couple years ago. Never played varsity at Clarkston. I believe he played on the, on the JV as a sophomore. Has played his two varsity years at Wall Lake Northern. I could tell you Clarkston would really like some Jesse Lawson right now. Mm. Uh, Johnny Archer is a, uh, is a big guy that, that has great footwork, a nice touch underneath the, uh, under the rack. Uh, that can go to the rack and finish at the basket. And then uh, Alex Klein is uh, just kind of a jitterbug guard that's 5'9 and just very pesky. Um, there's just a, a lot of upside for this Wall Lake Northern program, and Ryan Negotian is doing a great job in following the footsteps of his dad and brother. A lot to like from the Knights. All right. Boys basketball games we're covering on State Champs this week. So mentioned it earlier, Brother Rice uh, took down number 12, De La Salle, uh, in Tuesday's Catholic League de facto semifinals, 58-56. Good game. Those highlights should be up Thursday night on State Champs Michigan social media channels. Uh, Saginaw Arthur Hill at number 8 Grand Blank was set for Thursday coronavirus casualty. Instead, we covered Wednesday night's matchup as 8-4 and four Lapeer traveled to number 7 Flint Carmen Ainsworth. So, we'll see how that one turned out. Yeah, I'm sure we know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't know yet, but uh, right. but Lapeer's not bad. And they hadn't right. played Ainsworth yet, so... Well, uh, and Carmen just lost to uh, Davison uh, right. Tuesday night, so they will... And I think Lapeer's on a... They were on a three-game winning streak coming in, including a win over Davison. Yes. So there so. you go. Uh, we also have uh, another great matchup. Number four, Zealand East at number 21, Muskegon on Friday. So that is going to be a uh, good highlight. And, of course, we'll have Saturday's PSL championship game, uh, whatever that is, when it ends up. Where are they going to play uh, We will have that. So uh, The PSL championship game is going to be played Renaissance. at Renaissance. Okay. Even though, Both games. Yes, and some people are still part saying, why isn't it being played at Cass? <laughs> right. You know, because everything should be done at Cass. Yeah. Because your, your stairs are steep, that's why. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if, what else if, we should and, and if there's another game that I'd really like yeah. to point out. Uh, Please. Small school over on the west, small school action over on the west, on the west side. Uh, west Michigan Christian. Um, yeah, one of the better juniors in the state. Somebody that is uh, really under the radar that... Not a lot of people have seen, unless you're going to go watch. Is that, West isn't that what Michigan, we specialize Christian. in? Is shouting out kids uh, under the radar? Yeah. Hey, Owen Fernando, uh, 4.2 GPA. Um, I mean, he's six five, six six. He's athletic. He's got the size. Um, we're going to see how he winds up uh, playing against uh, 
excuse me, Wyoming Tri-Unity Christian. Um, but I really look for, he's a guy that I really look forward to seeing over the, in the coming months um, just because he's very, very intriguing. And to see him go against other future college players um, is going to be, you know, the litmus test. And, and more than likely, he's not going to be matching up, matching up with Brady Titus, um, who is one of the better junior guards um, in the state. Um, so we'll see how that winds up panning out. I wouldn't be surprised if we get to see either one of those schools later on in the in the uh, in, in, in the Grand Rapids or in East Lansing, um, April, the April eighth, I believe it'd be yeah. that Thursday would so, be uh, April eighth. The championship game is April tenth. Correct. Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, but just a, just a game that's kind of like under the radar or whatever, and uh, yeah. that will not be quick, on the national quick digression uh, TV about people on the west side from small schools that maybe not, no one knows about, but really needs a shout out is Howardsville Christian, Jacob Jurgens is, you want to talk about following in the footsteps of a family member? I was going to say, didn't Howardsville Dylan, have yeah, that Dylan, crazy Dylan Jer- So Dylan Jurgens a couple years ago. on it, was Central a, Michigan. Right, a couple years ago was putting up, you know, video game numbers, yeah, yeah. cheat code like, numbers, you yeah. know, 40 points a game. Yeah, and then yeah. I just realized in the last couple of weeks that Jacob Jurgens, who's his brother, who's a senior right now, is putting up the same kind of numbers. He's putting up 35, 40, night, uh, 40 point games. Yep. So, uh, you know, Howardsville located over by Kalamazoo. Right. If, anybody's so if, you, interested. if you guys want to, if you're in that part of the state and you want to go see some high scoring basketball and see a kid that can really has a nose for the for the uh, for the rack and a nose for the bottom of the hoop. Go, go, go see Jurgen's brother. Number two. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. We've got to wrap it up. One more thing. Quick. Uh, I teased this two weeks ago and it was a fake tease because I didn't get it done. But this week. Check out the uh, Bernie's Bite Scout Team blog on yeah. hmsnetwork.com. Top 15 unsigned, unsigned seniors in the class of 22. I'll give a tease. Uh, this is a real tease. Yeah. I'll give you my top three, and, and I won't give them in alphabetical order. Okay. Uh, Mac Manseal, Javante Randall, Omar Ziegler. You got the look to see where those top uh, where they uh, stack up, one, two, three, and then you can see the other 12. And when will that be up? That's Hopefully Matt will get it up. In the next day or two. Okay. Yeah. Chop, chop. And, so, if and, I can and add, TJ, I want to give TJ a shout out because yeah. TJ really helped yeah, me. Yeah, that's why it's 15 and list. not 10. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. uh, and uh, in sad news, I just oh, want yes, to mention please, uh, Coach please. Winfield at Detroit yes, Kings. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Passed, um, what a legend. You talk about a legend. Uh, you know, a Hall of Famer. When you walk into the King, the face when of you walk into the King gym, you see from all all 94 feet plus some, the big to from. From wall to wall, it, there's nothing but banners, um, which he has all been a part of. You talk about Miss Basketballs. You talk about state championships. You talking about talk about I mean, col- a colorful character. Yeah, I mean, oh, he, he had, suits. It's almost like the he had his own suits. chair yeah, uh, at the at at the Breslin Center or wherever they were having the women's uh, girls state championships. He's, he was literally well, the face yes. of girls. He basketball. He had the big hair too at one point. If I if I remember, I know he was. Yeah, that was in multiple, the twentieth century. He's had yeah, multiple long time ago. multiple yeah. fashion styles. But yeah. he was still always in the gym. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you could go Fantastic. to a king. You could go to a king boys game, and he was there. Yeah. Best developer uh, in, of talent. Yes. The, on the girls' basketball court in the history of the Detroit PSL, yes. he was the face of of girls' basketball in, in the PSL since he took the job, I believe, in 1983 uh, at, at King. And I believe before that, he was at Northwestern. Uh, but yeah. a legend, just yeah. a legend's legend's yep. RIP. Yeah. I was so hurt. My, uh, it was like a kick in the gut when I saw that. I knew he'd been battling some health issues over the last couple yeah. of years, but that is really the the saying goodbye to a, a true institution of basketball in Detroit. Yeah, and yep. we covered him on state champs many, many times since uh, over the last eighteen years, and uh, saw his teams He's win the gold, some impressive the state gold championships. Standard, yeah, awesome, awesome. I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Coach Winfield. Man, rest rest in peace, boy. Uh, that was great. Thank yep. you, and uh, again. Read TJ's rankings, the definitive rankings, statechampsnetwork.com. Read Scott's uh, you know, constant blogs that are going up, scout team blogs, and he covers Indiana as well, so you get some information on hoops there. So check it out. Once again, I want to thank you for listening to State Champs Michigan's Hang Time Podcast, brought to you by Lawrence Technological University. Also brought to you in part by the MHSA, the Detroit Medical Center's Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine Pros, and finally, the Detroit Athletic Club Foundation's Male and Female High School Athlete of the Year Awards. A lot going on. We'll talk about it next week.